back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is the case of the missing Mason. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who supported the company so far. If you haven't had a chance to go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co, that's M-U-R-D-Y creative.co, or you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching at murdycreative.co to see the best of our product shots. Follow us to up to date with our daily photos and be the first one to know about new product launches. You can also use the subscribe button at the bottom of our website to be included in all of our new product announcements. Be sure to check out our laser engraving, personalization options, and exclusive colors on the website, or you can get a blank one on Amazon Prime. Well, 300 episodes. I cannot believe that this is the 300th episode. It is interesting to me because I've been making this podcast now for years. Since 2018, I think, August, I think 2018 was when this first happened. And the company has grown up so much since then. And I'd always imagined in my head that being able to do, you know, by, by the time that I had done 300 episodes, the podcast would be huge, of course. Everyone would care about this, right? It's a small business coming to life, right? Obviously, for those of you who can read the YouTube views, that's not the case. We still have a very small audience. Um, but I really appreciate all of you guys. I want you to know, I've, I've come to terms with the fact that if this podcast never has more than maybe 100 listens to um, on a regular basis between the, the uh, podcast on audio only and the YouTube video combined. Hey, that's still a hundred people, right? So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna be unhappy. I mean, that's three times larger than any of my classrooms when I taught. So here we are. I appreciate all of you who've been with us this whole time, by the way, it is really great to have people who have been encouraging us and supporting us. And it has been a long time. It really has. <laughs> But here we are. So, the case of the missing Mason really begins, well, it really begins uh, after the move. We have talked, I've talked in the past about us trying to buy this press and the struggles with the fact that the press can't fit through any of the door frames and how we decided to put it through a window. Well, the idea behind putting it behind it through a window was based off of the shipping dimensions put on the website. And now the shipping dimensions, as stated on the website, had one of the smallest dimensions, which was in the case of the orientation on the website, was the depth. So think of the machine front to back, I believe, was 40 inches. Now the window itself, if you were to remove all of the internal structure, except like if you were to go straight down to the stone, because it's a stone window, you'd probably be able to get about 47 and a half inches. With the little metal lip that is molded into the stone, that was the plan was to have the window attached to that metal that was existing there. If you were to take and you were to leave that in place, you now drop down to about 45 and a half inches. Now, if the press is 40 inches from front to back and it has a pallet, a normal size pallet under it, which is about four inches, means you have about an inch and a half of clearance total, which means you have less than an inch clearance on top and bottom to try to slide that thing through. Now, that obviously is very tight by almost anybody's measure it's actually almost nearly impossible in my opinion my plan had been to have the company that we're buying the press from we paid a little extra to have them put the machine down on its face so that that 40 inches was the was the height 
and to ship it that way. We get it all set up through a third-party logistics organization, which have been great to work with, and we've been very happy with them. But we got a call from them that said the shipping company, which we were using Estes specifically at the time, won't take it. So we call our logistics person, and we say, well, what's going on? She says that uh, she doesn't know for sure. She'll call Estes and work with them and figure out what's going on. And basically what we found was that it wasn't packaged properly. Well, can we fix that? What does that mean? And she said, well, they want it covered in a box and wrapped. Okay, so they cover, we covered it in a box and wrapped it. We get a call the next day after we scheduled the pickup. Still not going to take it. And in fact, we have to find a new shipping company. They don't think there's a way to package this that they'll take. So we found a different shipping company. And the person that I was working with said, you, have you seen the photos? And I said, not yet. She goes, let me send you the photos of how they packaged it. And the way they had packaged it was rough, to say the least. And based off the photos, and it's really hard to tell, but based off the photos, I also don't think that they accomplished the entire purpose of this, which was to have the shortest dimension be the top and bottom rather than front to back. So we called them back and we said, it seems like it's going to be too much trouble and it doesn't seem that it's accomplishing anything. We want you to put the press back upright on a pallet, make sure it's very secure to that pallet and then ship it to us. And they said, sure, and we paid them extra to do that again. So now we've paid extra twice to have it put down on its face and put back up. And I don't necessarily begrudge them that because it does cost them time and money, but I'm just begrudging the fact that they didn't do a very good job of putting it on its face, in my opinion. But I digress. Anyway, part of the reason I was okay with that was because I worked with Smedley, who is the, uh, it's kind of like the right-hand man to the owner of the building, and he's the local guy. He's excellent to work with. I have nothing but good things to say about Smedley. He has been a, he has been just, a real, a real trooper. He's been a real mensch. And uh, I've been very happy uh, with his guidance and assistance in some of these matters. And, you know, he had said, hey, have them ship it to our other warehouse down the road. We've got a crane, a 20-ton crane there. We've got a bunch of other things. We can, once you get it there, A, we've got more space for it than in the warehouse behind you, just in case we can't get it into the building itself. B, what we'll be able to do there is we'll be able to orient it. And they're a warehousing and shipping company. So they have the trucks. And she, he said, we'll just put it on a truck and get it to you then. So we're having it shipped there, and the plan is to rotate it with their 20-ton crane and put it back on a new pallet and make sure that we've got the dimensions what we need them to be. Now, after talking with Smedley about the issues with the space we have, the limited space we have to go through the window, he agreed that it would be a, that would be a, not impossible, but a very challenging thing to accomplish. Now, his solution, and I think it was obviously the best of all worlds for us, is to potentially bring in a mason and widen the door that we had originally said was going to be a challenge. Now, he said he wasn't able to find a mason this morning, and he asked if, you know, he said he called around to a bunch of masons, and none of them had time, is what I should say. And um, for that to happen, obviously, it means he, he did a lot of work, because um, Smedley doesn't give up easily. So I'm going to see if I can call. I got a friend of mine who was a constructor or contract construction owner. Um, for a business in, in my hometown of Janesville, not that far away. I'm going to call him and see if he knows any good masons and have some time on their hands, and we'll see if they can fix it. But if they can't, and we aren't able to find a mason that can do this, it brings up interesting questions of how to solve this problem. It really does. Because I think we can go through the window, but I'm very nervous about doing it. And there's... 
there is one idea which I don't like, but might be the best slash only solution that I can think of to this problem. And what it involves is it involves building a scaffolding that can support, well, functionally, at least a ton, if not more, of weight. Quite literally a ton. The pallet's 2,000 pounds, plus the forklift that would probably be needed unless we made a really long ramp, and then we can just use the pallet jack. But it would involve us building a pallet-based, or a, 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 a functionally on one side of the window would be a ramp that would go up to a flat. That flat would be perfectly situated, exactly at the right height of the building, or the right height of the window, with no extra space. And then there would, it would literally, ideally, butt right up against that metal lip, and, and then the other side would butt right up against the other side of that metal lip. And so we would design it in such a way so that the telehandler wouldn't need to move the pallet inside the building at all. We wouldn't even need the telehandler. What it would involve is us building functionally a scaffolding whose only job would be to allow us to drag or use a, pal uh, a forklift if we could make it strong enough to support a forklift to basically put the pallet and so that the pallet would just barely slide into the, in through the window. We would literally need to build equiv an equivalent system on the other side to break, take, it, take it off and bring it down safely because remember it's 2,000 pounds, right? So it's, 2,000 pounds will crush someone in an instant with very little effort. Um, and there is, I, I, I think there's a way to do this, even if it has to involve a pulley and tackle system, which is functionally at the moment my best alternative to using like a forklift would be to set up a scaffolding system with a pulley and tackle ro and rope system, just like they would if they were loading something onto a ship. And we would basically have the pallet set up. Either we'd put the pallet on the pallet jack so it's on wheels, or we might just take and build a specialized pallet that has wheels on the bottom of it, or frankly, for all I know, Uline makes one. But we would then functionally use the ropes pulley and tackle system to pull the pallet up the ramp through the window and it would be perfect because we could literally make it so that there's no extra wasted space and we would at that point we'd know for a fact it could get through because we would build it in such a way that we would make sure and then on the other side we'd have the ropes to we would use the same pulling tackle system to allow it to descend down the other side of the ramp we would then use the wheels to wheel it into place drop it and then i need to tear down the ramp now, this seems like a lot of work. However, I mean, it's a $10,000 press. And, I mean, the telehandler itself is $500. And we still don't have an operator. The person that I thought was going to be an operator for, I, I haven't been able to get a chance to ask him, but it seems like he's very, very busy. So, getting a telehandler operator is another problem. And, frankly, the method with the ramp and the... The pulley and tackle system is functionally, I think, actually safer. It's less risky. It involves less places for things to go wrong, I think. I could be wrong. That, that it could be a misunderstanding of the situation. But all of this to say, we're going to get this press in the building. It will happen. It has to happen. If I have to get creative to make it happen, I will. But it will have to. This has to get in. And we'll make it happen. All right.
<sighs> Thanks for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in next Tuesday for our next topic. And don't forget to check that subscribe button below to be sure to get the latest podcast right away. Also, be sure to hit the notification bell so you get notified when we do. If you have any questions or concerns about your leather binder, journal, or folio, please feel free to contact us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co. Or you can contact us via Instagram and Facebook. You can call, text message, uh, direct message, all the usuals, email us. Uh, we'll do our best to get back to you as soon as possible. We do appreciate your patience. If you want to give us a phone call, it's 414-434-9001. You can call or text that number from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Central Time, Monday through Friday. That's 414-434-9001. We don't work federal holidays, and if for whatever reason you, get a, you can't get a hold of us either during work hours or after hours, feel free to leave us a voicemail. We do respond to them. We do usually return them as best we can, so please feel free to do that if you'd like. If you are going to leave us a voicemail and you have a question about a specific order or a specific product, obviously if you can include the order number or the product name, that always helps. Um, but obviously we'd be happy to communicate more over phone. If you think we deserve it, a good review and go a long way to help us. Uh, both a review on the podcast, whatever app you're listening on, um, but also a review on the product. If you want to read our amazing reviews, uh, go to murdycreative.co slash reviews. You can read all of our amazing five-star reviews. They make the world a better place. We love them. They're amazing. It's just wonderful to, to read what people have to say about the product. If you'd like to leave us a good review, uh, you can click on the button that says uh, leave us a good review. I'll take you to facebook.com slash murdycreative.co slash reviews. There's a question there. Do you recommend the Murdy Creative Company? Click yes, and then you can write your amazing review. We love them. We read them out loud. They go up on the wall in our new workshop. It's going to be amazing. If, however, you would leave us a bad review, there's another button there that says get directly in contact with us. It is deeply important to me personally that everyone has a good experience with the company. They like the product. And if for whatever reason that's not the case, we will do whatever we can up to and including recrafting, refunding, whatever it takes to make you happy. So please give us an opportunity to do so. It's very important to me personally that everyone has a good experience with us. So give us an opportunity to make it right before you leave us a bad review. Uh, if you want to help us grow in your community, word of mouth is the best for advertising. Always has been, always will be. If you want to get a little something for doing that uh, bef or sharing the company, be sure to go down to our website, murdycreative.co. In the bottom left-hand corner, there's a rewards button. If you click on that, you log in. You get 5% back on any in-store credit purchase or any purchase you make in-store as in-store credit. But then also there's a shareable link there. If you share that URL with your friends and family, they get $5 off their first purchase and you get $5 off in-store credit. So it's a great little opportunity there. If you want to have any podcast, if there's any podcast topics you want to hear more about, send them my way. I'm always happy to talk about just about anything and it's kind of hard coming up with topics sometimes. So feel free to mention below in the comments, send us an email, whatever the best way to get a hold of us is for you. Um, and we'll be happy to talk about it if we can. If you're looking for multiple binders, journals, folios, anything we sell, or gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, uh, we do have both discounts available. They're built right into the cart page of the website, so just go add whatever you want to your cart. Uh, you can mix and match to your heart's desire. The bulk discount is based off the total cart quantity, not what you order. Um, so go ahead and add everything to your cart. It'll automatically apply the best discount, and then you can just check out. If, however, you don't have a specific quantity in mind, and instead you're looking for kind of a specific price point or you have something in mind for your budget, uh, feel free to reach out to us via email, S-A-L-E-S, -E sales at murdycreative.co. Uh, and we'd be happy to tell you more about how the bulk discount program works and figure out if there's that right quantity to be able to hit that price point if it's possible for us. So definitely reach out to us if you have questions. If you're looking for a custom engraved item, we have no minimum order quantity and no setup fees. It's a simple flat fee of $15 per item, and it can go down there from there. So if you want to get just one of your favorite thing, um, we can absolutely do that. If it's copyright protected, we're not allowed to unless we have special permission, of course. But uh, anything other than that, uh, we can have absolutely do just one. And all we need you to do is send us the image itself in an email, sales at murdycreative.co. Uh, include what product you're looking for, anything like that, including deadlines if you have them. That always helps. And we can create a custom order link as well as a mock-up for you to use. 
if you're looking for a whole bunch of that, if you're looking for multiples of those custom engraving items, that $15 discount is subject to the bulk discount price. So you can actually get a lot less. It can actually be a lot less than that if you're going to buy in quantities. So feel free to reach out to us with any additional questions on that, and we'll be happy to help. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day, and goodbye.